4: Kelly show let's have some fun on a Thursday and we're going to be all over the map because there's so many different things going on right now and they're all fun well I mean actually they're all disasters but we're going to have fun with it and it's going to be a night We're, we're doing a few different things tonight one little how little little setting the table here Christina Wong is going to join us in the second hour. She's going to talk to us about the military, the current status of the military, the recruiting status. Are they still kicking people out who didn't get the vaccine that we now know it was, that we now know wears off? And I'm going to ask her specifically, where are all the generals and admirals standing up for people who are getting kicked out? So we're going to get a little inside scoop with the military next hour. This hour, about, oh, 30 minutes from now. I'm going to bring on Savannah Hernandez. She's an independent journalist, and she's been down on the border. Now, why would I be bringing in Savannah Hernandez to report on things on the border? Well, it doesn't matter where you are right now. Illegal immigration is about to overwhelm every single part of this country. And if you don't believe me, You're going to be stunned at a couple of the things Savannah Hernandez has to say. Maybe there's even been some threats from the cartels against our Border Patrol agents. You want to know what they're doing? You're going to have to wait about a half hour to find out. So we have all that. We get to make fun of the media tonight. Every loser from Brian Stelter to Jonah Goldberg. CBS is actually going after the Bidens. It's it's all just awesome. Before I get to any of that, though, I have to address something briefly and I'm just I'm going to hit this real quick and I'm going to move on. New York Times today headline. A COVID wave looms. Should I worry? Should I worry? And I I read that headline and it really hit me. We have become a society of people who are afraid. And it wasn't always that way. And I was trying to work back in my mind and unpack in my mind how and why that happened i mean when you look at the history of how america came to be because remember we're a very young country Uh, relatively speaking we're very young how did we get here well we got here by people who didn't have a lot they got on a ship and sailed across the ocean that in and of itself can get you killed back in the day when they got here, there were no facilities. Do you have any idea how many people who first got here starved or froze to death? There was no grocery store right up the road. Now, you know there was nothing here. There was nothing here. Do you know how many froze to death? A lot. a lot. A lot of people. So that's them. Then they found a country in the face of the biggest empire in the world, Britain. So they thumb their nose at Britain, the most powerful empire in the world, and then they fight Britain in an armed revolution. And then once we established the country, we had to expand. And we had people routinely getting in a covered wagon, pointing to the West, and just going. Whatever you say about America, America's history, whatever, however you want to look at it, America is a country that has been founded on bold, brave people putting it all out there and losing their lives because of it. That's what we've been. Now, now we have the newest wave of a virus that 99% plus of the people will survive. And people want to know how scared should I be? Should I be scared? And I look, I'm not going to dwell on this. There's a lot more I I, want to get to. We're going to make fun of Brian Stelter together here in a second. We're going to do all these other things, but I, I, I just want to tell you something. You were born. You're going to die. I promise you are. Look, these bodies don't last forever. You were born. You're going to die. You can choose to live your entire life hiding in fear and then die having done nothing or you can stop with this scare tactic crap and go live your life. Maybe you'll get the sniffles. Maybe you'll die. You might. But I promise you, you're going to regret it if on your deathbed you lived your whole life fighting, hiding in fear. And I don't know why I felt the need to say that. It just felt the need to get that over with tonight. Now, let's get to a couple of the big things. And there are a couple really big things happening. The border as I mentioned, is a really big deal, and it's about to be a much bigger deal, and the Hunter Biden laptop story. There's so much coming out about this now, and I need to explain a couple things. It's so damaging. What's coming out right now about the Hunter Biden laptop story is so damaging that we now have some of the most disgusting news outlets out there, like CBS News, actually reporting on it i'm I'm about to play you something and you're going to hear this and you're going to think this is uh must be fox news uh, maybe it's the first tv the network i'm on every single night 9 p.m eastern no this is cbs
5: CBS News has learned that more than 150 transactions involving either Hunter or James Biden's global business affairs were flagged as concerning by U.S. banks for further review. Some of those concerns included large wire transfers.
2: This is the way it is.
5: After a nearly three-year investigation, Republican Senator Chuck Grassley told CBS News he believes the president's younger brother James was instrumental in Hunter Biden's Chinese business ventures.
4: I think James Biden was very much a part of this.
5: James Biden has worked as an entrepreneur and recently in the healthcare industry. We will focus on James Biden,
4: the president's brother.
5: This week, this Grassley Biden released bank records indicating James Biden's company, the Lionhall Group, was paid directly by a Chinese finance consulting firm. In our interview, Grassley did not allege the Bidens broke the law, but he said it's concerning that both Hunter and James Biden were promised retainers for their China work totaling $165,000 a month in 2017 after Joe Biden left the vice presidency.
2: We have people with the Biden name dealing with Chinese business people that have a relationship to the Communist Party. I think it's very concerning.
4: This 2019 subpoena okay it goes it goes it goes it goes on i I might play the whole thing later on, but really, the important thing you have to know is this was a long report, and c b s is reporting it now maybe, maybe because the news happens so fast, maybe you're sitting there saying to yourself, well, yeah, they're reporting it it's a it's a major story. Do you forget what they did? Because before I get to all this Brian Stelter stuff, all the problems at CNN, before we all make fun of Jonah Goldberg together, before any of this, I want to make sure everybody is very crystal clear on what happened with this Hunter Biden laptop story. Hunter Biden uh, obviously is a disaster in a million different ways. And one of the myriad of ways he's a disaster is he actually records all of his malfeasance on his laptop. Um, I wouldn't. I guess I wouldn't recommend that per se, but look, hey, I'm no criminal expert, but he records all of his illegal activity on his laptop. Then he takes said laptop with crimes on it, the, of cr- video pictures of crimes. He's in the act of committing and he takes the laptop and without going beep, delete on the laptop, he chooses to take the laptop down. To a laptop repair guy. <laughs> and then. And then. After all that. He. Leaves it there. He just doesn't come back and pick it up. He just. Wow. Well, oh well. It's no biggie. So. Okay. So. But all this was discovered. Prior. To the 2020 election. And remember this wasn't some. Jerk water blog or something. No insult to blogs. They've gotten big but. This was the New York Post that broke this story. I obviously know you're familiar with the New York Post, but you should understand that's one of the oldest, most well-established media publications in the United States of America. And they broke not only broke this story; it was on the cover, the cover of the New York Post. They broke the story. Okay, so that's a major deal. The son of the Democratic candidate, he was the then Democratic candidate. To be President of the United States of America has his laptop discovered and there's really, really, really bad stuff on it. Uh, We're going to continue this rewind here before I get to what's currently happening and why it's currently happening. All that and we're going to have a ton of fun tonight on the Jesse Kelly Show. And don't forget, don't forget, tomorrow's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Get your Dr. Jesse questions in now. Jesse at jessikellyshow.com. Remember, they don't have to be political. It can be anything. History, men, women, employment, it doesn't matter. Email your questions. We're going to have a blast. Jesse at jessikellyshow.com. Now, before we get to the rest of this Hunter stuff, let's talk a little bit more about fear. How did we become a country so ripe for fear? Well, testosterone levels are at an all-time low. They are off a cliff and all time low. Do you think the horrible people who run this country now, do you think they want a country full of strong men or a country full of weak men? I know the guys at Chalk, C H O Q, I know what they want. They're deeply concerned about the direction of this country and they're deeply concerned about the weakness of men in this country. They have US manufacturing, all natural supplements. I take the male vitality stack. It gives you three different things. Chalk Daily, Toncat 100, and Ashwagandha. But they have a male vitality stack, for my listeners, 30% off right now. You have to go to choq.com and use the code JESSE, and you get a male vitality stack 30% off. choq.com, promo code JESSE.
6: Missed out? Catch up. jessikellyshow.com
4: It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And look, this, uh, this Hunter Biden stuff is blowing up on us. And let me, let, me, let me clarify something. I understand the story du jour today is the nomination of KBJ. Uh, the, the first black woman on the Supreme Court. Like I'm supposed to care about her gender or her skin color or like I'm supposed to spend too much time on the show talking about something I knew was going to happen. Remember, there's enough bad news out there without us dwelling on something we couldn't prevent. Oh, OK. So they got the normal group of GOP losers to switch sides and vote for. her. What a shock. They do this stuff all the time. Who cares? If they, look. Okay, we have another communist on the Supreme Court. She's going to vote with the communists and against you all the time. Let's make sure we do the same when we take power. Period. That's it. Back to what we're talking about with the Hunter Biden story. Because this I mean, it's gotten so bad. CBS News, New York Times, CNN, Washington Post. The worst rags out there are now talking about it. And we're going to get to why. But we're doing a rewind again so everyone remembers. Hunter Biden turns the laptop into a, a laptop sh- repair shop, leaves it there because he's a real genius, gets given or obtained by the New York Post. Obviously, I know you're familiar with that. They run a, head co- a headline story on, on the cover, and immediately, immediately, there is a locking of the shields where the system, what I call the system, chooses to do everything possible to quash this story from the New York Post. How far did they go? I don't know if you have a Twitter account. It's a big social media website. They stopped the New York Post's Twitter account. They snapped their fingers and suspended the New York Post from Twitter. Not only did they do that, they got a bunch of geeks together to actually write programming they had to you have to have, you have to have people writing this programming. They got people together to write programming that banned you or me or anybody from even sharing the story. So they went to the source of the story, the New York Post, shut them down. They then, you weren't even allowed to link to the story online. Facebook got in on the action. Everybody got in and decided you weren't allowed to talk about the story. How deep did the corruption and the cover-up go? Over 50 former CIA guys came out and said, this is Russian disinformation. They went all in to make sure you either a didn't hear about it at all, or B, if you did somehow thought this was some Russian plot, but now they're not saying that anymore. Now it sounds like they're doing reporting.
5: Why? CBS News has learned that more than 150 transactions involving either Hunter or James Biden's global business affairs were flagged as concerning by U.S. banks for further review. Some of those concerns included large wire transfers. This week, Grassley released bank records indicating James Biden's company, the Lionhall Group, was paid directly by a Chinese finance consulting firm. Both Hunter and James Biden were promised retainers for their China work totaling $165,000. A month in 2017 after Joe Biden left the vice presidency. This 2019 subpoena, verified by CBS News, shows federal investigators also sought Hunter and James Biden's business records from a major U.S. bank dating back to 2014 as part of a separate probe by the U.S. attorney in Delaware into possible violations of tax and foreign lobbying laws.
4: Now, I only went to community college, but that doesn't sound good. That certainly doesn't sound good at all. But more than, look, more than what they're saying, it's not, we all know the truth. Let's, let's just get past the obvious stuff here. We all know the truth. Hunter Biden, beyond being a personal grease fire, is part of the Biden family, the brothers in on it, they're all in on it, that have spent a lifetime making a fortune dealing off of the fact that Joe was a powerful politician for 9,000 years. We all know it's crooked. We all know it's corrupt. Let's get past that part. And yes, Joe Biden took a ton of money from it. Remember, we actually have text messages from Hunter Biden saying, "Ah, I had to give my dad fifty percent. Forget 10. He said half. Joe gets it all, right? But let's the, the, forget that. We know that part. The significant thing you should be paying attention to is media organizations who previously went all in to cover up this story. Are now going all in exposing the story? The New York Times? You, you could make a valid argument. The New York Times has done so much to aid the communists and against us that 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 entire company should be nationalized and shut down. Like you could make that you could make a valid a valid argument that the New York Times is that damaging to national security. Who was it they called them the Treason Times? The New York Times is now reporting on the Hunter Biden stuff. Why? Well, remember what I've been telling you. Remember what I've been telling you? There are two parts to this, and there are two parts. And I know this is an outlandish, ridiculous prediction, but I'm sticking with it. The first part is obvious. One of the reasons they're all talking about this now is this actual case has legs, and Hunter Biden might burn. And if you, you if you've been one of the media companies that's been covering up the whole time, you look terrible. Hunter Biden might burn. You cheat the IRS out of a million dollars, which it looks like that's what he did. At least they usually come hunting for you. That's one. The second part of this is my prediction. Joe Biden, they're trying to force Joe Biden to resign. Joe Biden is going to resign not long after the midterm elections. And I need to be clear, I've been told this from nobody. It's completely a wild theory of mine. And if he doesn't do it, I'm going to have to come here and sit behind the microphone and own it. Oh, that's going to be brutal. I really like talking about how smart I am. What, Chris? Oh, that's a good idea, Chris. I'll just never talk about it and act like I was right all along like the rest of them. Look, that's what Journalist Jesse would do. It's Journalist Jesse. It's Journalist Jesse. There's just no one better. We love Jesse. He's the best. Jesse, please kiss my baby. Jesse, Jesse, Jesse. As a journalist, I think that's what I should do. Just act like I've been right all along. <laughs> all right. I got a border expert on next. Why would, why would you care about a border expert? You're about to find out.
0: I'm Hannah Storm and my podcast And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
7: From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast.
3: From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, It is
4: the Jesse Kelly Show, and what kind of weirdo music does Savannah listen to? Joining me now is my friend, independent reporter, Savannah Hernandez, before we get to all the border stuff. Savannah, what is that? That was awful.
8: Um, that was my favorite band, Muse, Ke- uh, Jesse. They're uh. one of the best bands ever, so uh, uh. I'm sorry you don't know what <laughs> real music sounds like.
4: Okay, fair enough. All right, Savannah, with, uh, at the risk of sounding creepy, where are you right now?
8: I am currently in Brownsville, Texas, watching illegal immigrants get on buses and be dispersed throughout the USA.
4: Okay, Savannah, you have been down there on the ground. That's why I wanted to have you on tonight. I've been looking at your, the, the the videos you're posting of these people waving at you on the way on the way by. I'm not there. I'm up in Houston. You're there. Most people aren't. Describe what you're seeing.
8: So, Jesse, we started off in Eagle Pass. And what I saw over the past two days when I was there was absolutely insane. Now, we were watching illegal immigrants on the Mexico side of the border jump into the Rio Grande, make the swim over. Many of them drown on this swim because the current is so strong. Um, The ones that we saw got over the border. I personally watched around 30 people cross over into the U.S. and get picked up by Border Patrol. Uh, Some of the agents that we spoke to said they see about Uh, 75 to 200 people per day illegally crossing over. So that was the first phase of what we saw in Eagle Pass. Now, we're currently in Brownsville, and this is the second phase of illegals being dispersed throughout the country. Once they cross over illegally, they get processed through Border Patrol, and then they get taken in by NGO groups who give them phones, food, uh, supplies and um, take them to bus stations and basically uh, they get shipped throughout the U.S. to wherever they want to go. So that's what we're currently seeing right here at the border, large groups of illegal immigrants. Uh, taken to bus stations, given these brand new phones. They tell us that they're paying for their own bus tickets, but um, we haven't spoken to enough of them to confirm whether it's the NGO paying or them paying for those tickets.
4: Okay. Savannah, help me understand something. You say you know apprehended or taken in by the Border Patrol. Are the Border Patrol agents having to run these people down and tackle them and place them in handcuffs? Are they just walking in and saying, hey, I'm here? What does that look like?
8: So it's a mix of the two. During the day, you have people who will cross the border. And um, in many of my uh, pieces of footage that you guys have seen, a lot of these people will cross over and they'll immediately begin celebrating because they know that Border Patrol is going to come pick them up. They wait for Border Patrol to come pick them up in the vehicles and then they wait to be processed so they can go to that uh, that governmental organization that's going to uh, help them out. Non-governmental organization. My apologies. It's been a long couple of days. Um. So that's one portion of the migrants. The other portion, the ones that are coming through at night trying to come in discreetly because maybe they have a criminal record, they don't want a border patrol to apprehend them. Those guys come through at night and those are the ones that are trying to, uh, you know, come in here a little bit more sneaky than the ones during the day. But it's really a mix uh, of the two.
4: Okay, again, we're speaking with independent reporter Savannah Hernandez, who has been down on the ground. And actually, we're going to grab at least one or two of those videos and put them up on the show's page so people can see what you've been showing. All right, Savannah, as far as they're getting put on buses and they're getting sent somewhere, I understand there are probably multiple answers to this, but do we happen to know where?
8: We spoke to a father and son about 10 minutes ago. They said that they were going to be getting bus tickets to New York. We are currently in Brownsville, Texas. They're headed to New York. We've seen other people getting bus to San Antonio, and uh, we had Greg Abbott who released his statement saying he's going to be busing migrants to Washington, D.C. So really, it depends on where these migrants want to go. They decide which town or city, and then these non-governmental organizations will help them get to the bus station, help them get tickets, again, give them those brand new phones. One of the most shocking things that I've seen over here is all of these migrants have brand new phones attached to charging bricks. They're all FaceTiming their family members in the bus station. I've been (laughs) sitting here for about 20 minutes just watching the scene. They're sitting here, they're celebrating, they're FaceTiming their relatives on these brand new phones. They're all holding blue bags filled with supplies from the organization. I'm actually watching a group of about 30 walk into the bus station right now. And uh, that's the scene. You know, there's really... We actually talked to some uh, National Guard who were at the border, and they were saying that their job is basically to observe and report. They're not allowed to deter the migrants from coming in. Um, All they can do is basically pick them up and help them throughout their journey into the U.S.
4: Okay, uh, let's talk about the Border Patrol agents uh, here real quickly. Again, speaking with Savannah Hernandez, independent reporter, Uh, Savannah, What's their state of mind? Because the, the friends of mine I talked to her in Border Patrol, they are at wit's end. Many of them are telling me they're quitting, they're getting out. That's, they're very, very frustrated. But maybe I have a small window into it. What are they telling
8: you? So both Border Patrol and the National Guard that have been deployed here in Texas are saying the exact same thing. They're saying that they are absolutely overwhelmed, they're stretched thin, that they cannot handle the amount of people that are coming over across the border. And keep in mind, Title 42 hasn't even been revoked yet. Joe Biden is planning on revoking that here in May. And I had some friends who crossed over into Mexico and talked to the immigrants over there that were actually expelled and sent back to Mexico because of Title 42. They said that they're waiting until May when Title 42 is revoked so that way they can cross back over. There's going to be a huge influx of people coming back in in May. Border Patrol already extremely overwhelmed. They're frustrated. The National Guard that we were talking to said that because um, they were a bit aggressive with us. And I said, you know what, we're just here trying to expose what's going on. Uh, why are you being so aggressive? They told us it's because the cartels uh, are using the footage that reporters are uh, putting out and identifying these Guard members, sending them death threats, and pictures of dead bodies and saying, you are next. So that's what's happening to our Border Patrol and National Guard at the border.
4: Uh, ho- hold on. I want to make sure I have this clear. Cartels are sending death threats to our National Guard and Border Patrol agents?
8: Yes. That's what's going on at the border. Because, again, Jesse, it's always it's... shocking to me when Border Patrol is a bit aggressive. But that's why. Because they their lives are at risk being at the border. They've been shot at by the cartels. The cartels are finding their phone numbers via the cell towers and sending them death threats, sending them pictures of dead bodies. I also heard another story yesterday from the same National Guard that um, this group of like women and children that were trying to cross over, they ended up getting kidnapped by the cartel, and they're being held in a stash house. The cartel basically telling them, pay up or we're going to kill you. So that's what's going on with these uh, illegal immigrants that are trying to cross over, and this is what the Biden administration is allowing to prosper at our border. It's horrifying.
4: Good grief. Ah, that is amazing stuff. All right, Savannah, let's focus on what's good you're in Brownsville. Surely you've had some good Mexican food. Tell me, tell me the best Mexican food you've had.
8: I had some bomb tacos. They were actually Eagle Pass yesterday. Uh, best carne asada I've ever had in my life. Unfortunately, you know, I had the bomb tacos while I'm covering our border crisis, but that was one uh, shining light here at the Southern border. Are
4: you a warm salsa or cold salsa person?
8: I'm an all-salsa type of person. I need sauce on everything, so I don't care if it's hot, cold. I don't even care if it's that good. I'm putting it on my (laughs) tacos.
4: Savannah Hernandez, where can people get more of your stuff?
8: Well, I've been twice banned on Twitter now, so go follow me on Instagram at Sav with one N. Or if you guys happen to be on Truth Social, I'm on there as well. At says. go follow all my reporting.
4: Good job. Keep it up. Thanks, Jeffy. Sending death threats to our National Guard. And Border Patrol. And Did you hear what she said? People think this is a... Oh, it's the Texas problem. It's an Arizona problem. They're walking across the border in Texas, hopping on a bus, and heading to New York. Heading to a bodega near you. How about that? All right. We got a lot more tonight. Look, we're going to continue... To mock media members tonight. We're going to have a blast. Again, don't forget tomorrow's Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Get your Dr. Jesse questions in now to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Told you it was going to be a good night tonight. Now, it's almost a weekend, isn't it? What's What's our weekend commitment? I have one too. Same as you. Ten minutes practicing with Mantis X. Ten minutes. Ten minutes for the entire weekend. Look, you're probably going to get hooked on it and do more than that, but 10 minutes. Surely we can commit to 10 minutes to make sure we're ready, God forbid, if we ever have to use our weapons. It attaches right to your weapon. You drive, fire practice inside of your home. You don't fire a shot. You don't have to drive to the range. It's not a 10-hour commitment putting on sunscreen. You put Mantis X on your weapon. You practice in your home, and you get feedback as you're doing it. You're improving as you're doing it. MantisX.com. That's MantisX.com. Go. i got an animal of me.
6: This is Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show.
4: It is The Jesse Kelly Show, didn't I tell you? The border is everywhere. It affects everybody. How about that? Border Patrol agents, National Guard guys getting text message threats from the cartels who went to the cell tower to steal their phones. Yikes. All right. All right. That's enough. And remember, tomorrow's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Get your questions in now, right now. To jesse at jessiekellyshow.com. We have so much fun on Fridays for you new listeners. Uh, there's not a ton of politics. We do Obviously, everyone, a bunch of people ask political questions. So if that's the case, we do it. But we don't really go through stories. I don't do a ton of stories anyway. We take the whole show and I answer whatever you email me. Doesn't have to be political, it can be about anything. And we'll talk about it. That's coming tomorrow. That's enough. That's enough of all that for tonight. Well, that's enough for now because we have to play. Oh, man, it's so it's so good. If there was a way to take audio and turn it into food, this audio would be a delicious pizza with extra cheese and pepperoni. What, Chris? A delicious pizza with extra cheese and pepperoni. Um, you see, there's a conference right now going on in Chicago. We have quite a bit of audio for it. It's actually happening at the university of Chicago where all these scumbag losers like Brian Stelter and Anna Applebaum or Ann Applebaum and Jonah Goldberg and all these other guys, they show up at these conferences and what these generally are, these big media conferences is generally they're put on by Democrats or, or at least communist groups like that. And it's one gigantic pat on the back session where they all get together and they, they all get together and one they just talk about how great they are and feel like they're really, really great. Let's all sit on the stage. Let me educate the masses on 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 what we elites have to say. I mean, it, it is the most obnoxious thing in the world, and I cannot believe how self-important people get when they're in the media. I mean, full disclosure: I see all kinds of people in my own business. That the, the the second you get a radio show or a TV show, you think you're something special. Chris is pointing at me, Chris. Let's be fair. I was pretty sure I was special before I ever had radio or TV. <laughs> not that kind of special, Chris. That's not very you know what? That's not very nice. Anyway, these people they get together and normally these things are just one gigantic pat on the back session. Hey, Brian Stelter, can you tell me how I can be smart like you? Um It didn't exactly go that way this time. A freshman there chose to get up and ask Brian Stelter some hard questions. This is longer than I normally play, but just I want you to sit back and just enjoy this deliciousness. My name is Christopher Phillips. I'm a first year at the college. Uh, my questions for Mr.
1: Stelter. Uh, you've all spoken extensively about Fox News being a purveyor of uh, disinformation, uh, but CNN is right up there with them. They pushed the Russian collusion hoax. They pushed the Jesse Smollett hoax. They smeared Justice Kavanaugh as a rapist, and they also smeared Nick Salmon as a white supremacist. And yes, they dismissed the Hunter Biden laptop affair as pure Russian disinformation. Uh, with mainstream corporate journalists becoming little more than uh, apologists and cheerleaders for the regime, is it time to finally declare that the, uh, the canon of journalistic ethics is dead or no longer operative? Uh, all the mistakes of the mainstream media, and CNN pr- in particular seem to magically all go in one direction, are we expected to believe that this is all just some sort of random
4: coincidence? Okay, one. Dang, kid. Dang. Anyway, well done, my brother. Anyway, I'm going to continue. Is there something else behind it?
6: It's too bad. It's time for lunch. (laughs) You Uh, have 30 seconds. No, I mean, there's a a clock that says 30 seconds. But but I think my honest answer to you, and I'll come over and talk in more detail after this, is that I think you're describing a different channel than...
4: Okay, hold on. I just want to pause this real quick. Sorry to interrupt. And we'll all come, come over and we'll talk in more detail after this. Uh, he just leveled some pretty serious accusations against you and your news organization. And he was right about every one of them. I want to know, Brian, why can't you say it now and f- behind the microphone? Why? Too close to lunchtime? Got to go get yourself a tossed salad? The one that I watch.
6: Uh, But I understand that that is a popular right wing narrative about CNN. I think it's important when we talk about shared reality and democracy. All these networks, all these news outlets have to defend democracy. And when they screw up, admit it. Uh, But when Benjamin Hall, the Fox correspondent, was wounded in Ukraine, the news crews at CNN and The New York Times stopped what they were doing. And they tried to help. They tried to help him get out of the country. They tried to find the dead crew. Hold
4: on. I just I just uh, sorry to interrupt again here. It's, It's got about another 30 seconds. I just want to make sure I have this right. He was given a list of all the things CNN has lied about and the defense of his network lying about everything is they helped out a Fox News reporter who got hurt. That would that would be like me coming home, blasted from golfing with the fellas, didn't take out the trash, didn't pay this bill, didn't call the insurance company like I had to. And the wife saying you didn't do this, this and this and this and this. And then I say to her. I'll have you know, I've fed the dog this morning. (laughs) That's what he's doing right now.
6: That's what news outlets do. That's how they actually do work together, to your question about sharing those kinds of connections and trust. We don't talk about it enough, though. We don't share that reality about how that happens. And with regards to the regime, I think you mean the President Biden? The last time I spoke with a Biden aide, we yelled at each other. So that's the reality of the news business that people don't see, that people don't hear. They imagine that it's a situation that simply is not. But I think your question, it speaks to the failure of journalism to show our work and show the reality of how our profession operates. We have a lot of work to do, I think.
4: Okay, that was not an answer at all. And the truth is there is no answer for it. There is no answer for what has happened. And look... This is going to sound like I'm singling out CNN. I'm really not. I mean, they deserve it if I was, but this goes well beyond CNN. How do we as a country, how can we ever possibly hope to overcome the corruption of our politics when the, what did he call themselves? Defenders of democracy are consistently now not just choosing to ignore important stories that make Democrats look bad. They're actively covering them up and pushing lies that make Republicans look bad. And we just got done talking about Hunter Biden for an hour and what they did and how truly nefarious that was. We had a man trying to be president and ended up president, obviously Joe Biden. We had a man trying to be president and there was loads of evidence, including eyewitnesses willing to talk on camera, that Joe Biden was knee-deep involved in the corruption and the media not only didn't report on it, they smeared anyone who did and banned people from speaking as a country. How can we overcome that level of corruption in the media? I don't know the answer to that. I, I don't, but we better find an answer to that. I know that much. All right. We still have 2 great hours tonight on the Jesse Kelly show. Where's the show going from here? Oh, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. I'm kidding. Christina Wong comes up 30 minutes from now and next we're going to talk about Tunnel Rats real quick. Hang on. So why don't you kill
2: Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
7: From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s...